In this video, I want to share with you the real reason the Catholic Church is opposed to the use of contraception. Well, hey everybody, welcome or welcome back. My name is Sean Hussey. This is Cold Brews and Catholic Truths. In today's video, what I want to do is talk about the Catholic Church's teaching on contraception. More specifically, I want to respond to a video on YouTube titled The Catholic Church and Contraception uh, by a YouTuber uh, by the name of Alex O'Connor. He's got a YouTube channel called uh, The Cosmic Skeptic. And on this channel, he's, he has this video, and he released it a few years ago, and it's an argument against the Catholic Church's teaching on contraception. So, of course, he's against what the church teaches, but more than that, he also kind of makes an argument about what he perceives, at least, to be the logic or the principles undergirding the church's teaching against contraception. So I thought it would be helpful to just to make a short video to actually to play his video and stop it a few times along the way, just to offer my own thoughts, my own feedback from, from a Catholic perspective. Um, I think overall, I mean, it's a short video, but I think overall he really misrepresents the principle. He misrepresents the logic that undergirds uh, the church's teaching against contraception. And so that's what I want to talk about in today's video. Uh, so with that, thanks for joining us. Let's, uh, let's, let's start Alex's video here. And again, like I said, I'll stop it a few times along the way. Here we go. Contraceptives, according to the Catholic Church, are intrinsically evil. Why? Well, it's simple. If you ask an anti-contraceptive Catholic to explain their views, they'll generally tell you that, well, it's because contraception does precisely what it says on the tin. It prevents the opportunity for conception, denying the possibility of life. Husband should give of himself totally to his wife. His wife should give of herself completely back to her husband. And this mutual self-donation from this love communion between them comes a what? A third person, a baby. So that's what it's all about. We are supposed to image the divine family. And anything that cuts off our ability to do that, i.e. contraception, is wrong. It's also not procreative because obviously contraception is blocking the very possibility of conception. So Alex begins this video, at least, uh, exactly correct, in that he says that the Catholic Church teaches that contraception is intrinsically evil. And this is true. This is the teaching of the Catholic Church. It always has been for 2,000 years. Uh, in fact, it's the only Christian church that has stayed true to that for, for all of Christianity, even when other Christian churches have, have gone with the times, have gone with the secular society around them, uh, and changing their teachings on contraception, the teaching that they, they once held with the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church has actually just stayed rooted in that teaching. So this is true. And, and the fact that it's intrinsically evil just means that there are no circumstances in which contraception would be morally licit. So even in the context of a marriage, let's say, between a husband and wife, there still would be no circumstances in which it would be morally licit or it would be moral for a husband and wife to, to make use of contraception. So this is the church's teaching. He does have this, this correct. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to say too much more before we get too far in the, the video, but, but Alex is kind of going to base his argument off, off, this, off of um, 
basically what he says at the beginning in that uh, contraception, or the Catholic Church teaches contraception is immoral because it prevents the opportunity for conception, denying the possibility of life. And then he showed a couple of videos from some Catholic speakers. Just keep in mind that those speakers are talking specifically in reference to the sexual act between a husband and a wife. Um, all right, let's keep going. Now this is often brought up in conjunction with abortion, as if they're comparable discussions. Why? Well, because contraception breaks down this intrinsic link between sex and babies. And once we do that, then we make it okay for people to think, I can engage in a sexual lifestyle, I don't have to have babies, and to have that kind of lifestyle you really need abortion. And so what contraception does is actually facilitate this culture of death mindset. But there's an important distinction. And that's that whether you agree or not with the position of the Catholic Church regarding abortion, you can understand it. Okay, Catholics believe that life begins at fertilization, and so by having an abortion, you're killing a human being, which generally has the effect of putting you in God's bad books. Unless, of course, he sanctions it, but generally, it's a bad thing. But with contraceptives, you are committing a crime regarding a baby that hasn't even been created yet. So the sins or the wrongdoings of contraception and abortion, they're both grave immoral acts, but they're not the same sin, of course, and they're not, they don't, the church doesn't claim for those two to be the same sins, right? Contraception is, is a sin against the nature of sex and the sexual embrace between husband and wife, whereas the sin of abortion, as Alex uh, you know, correctly pointed out, is the sin of murder. It's the direct, intentional killing of an innocent human being, an unborn baby in, in a mother's womb. So while these are separate sins, there, there is a connection. And the speaker that he, that he pulled, that video from EW10 that he showed in this video here, uh, she does make some, some good concerns or some valid points to keep in mind. And that is, whenever we completely disconnect the sexual act uh, from babies, it opens up the, the door to thinking, yeah, I can live, have a completely sexual lifestyle and it has nothing to do with having babies, right? Those two aren't always connected or shouldn't necessarily be connected. I can kind of manipulate the sexual act as I so choose. And when we start to do that, all she was saying is that it can open up the possibility to abortion because if I'm engaging this sexual lifestyle and I think that I shouldn't be getting pregnant, but then let's say I do get pregnant, well then maybe I should just get an abortion in the life of this child, kill this child because I want to continue to have um, kind of control over my sexual activity and it ought not be connected to, to having a baby. And this is, of course, simply not true. These two things always can and should go together in some ways, and I'll draw those out here in a little bit. Um, just as an example for how uh, contraception can lead to a culture of death, which can open up this idea of like accepting abortion more and more readily, just look at the history of the Christian churches since 1930. Before 1930, all Christian denominations were in agreement, actually, with the Catholic Church that contraception is always wrong. It's always immoral, even in the con context of marriage. But after 1930, the Anglican Church first, and then basically every other ch church to follow, started to change its teachings on contraception. And they started to allow it in different circumstances, and then more and more availably. And that just became the norm within Christianity, except Catholicism continued to teach that contraception was wrong. Well, then fast forward to the 1970s, and you have some of these same evangelical churches now starting to advocate for unrestricted 
uh, abortion rights. And the reason these two things, again, can be connected is because when you separate the unitive aspect of sex from the procreative aspect of sex, um, then what you open up the door is that I can have a completely sexual lifestyle and that has nothing to do um, with, with having children or, or being in a committed marriage that, that can, that can lead, lead to, to life and to children. Uh, and this can be a very dangerous thing. So they're not the same sins, but they, are, they can be connected, and they're certainly connected in our culture. Now, when most people hear this argument for the first time, they oftentimes don't really give it a second thought. It seems pretty logical. Catholics believe in the sanctity of life. Contraceptives deny the opportunity for life, and therefore contraceptives are evil. But let's think about this for a second. How far can we extend this logic? Contraceptives are not the underlying principle. Okay, so let's focus on the principle, which is that preventing the opportunity for life is immoral. Okay, so Alex is assuming, and he's basing his argument, that the undergirding principle that the Catholic Church has as to why she teaches against contraception is that the principle is that the preventing the opportunity for life is always immoral. And this is where Alex, I think, is strawmanning the Catholic Church's position. The underlying principle is not simply that preventing the opportunity for life is immoral, because the reality is, and you'll see in some of the examples Alex shares, every human being, most of our lives, we are not having sex, right? Most of our life. So most of our life, there's not the possibility for us to bring forth a new human being uh, through the conjugal act. And so the principle is not simply that preventing the opportunity for life is immoral. The principle is that um, contraception is wrong because it directly thwarts the nature of sex or the purpose of sex. And you don't need the Catholic Church to tell you what the nature of sex is to figure out what it is. If you look at, at sex and you think about what is sex for, it becomes very clear that there, there are two main purposes of sex. And one of those is, of course, procreation. You know, it's the one thing we, we, we need to do to bring forth life. So certainly part of the nature of sex, at least, has to be life, has to be babies. But the other aspect, the other nature of sex, which is equally as important, is the unitive aspect between the couples. Uh, in fact, there are many, like, physical and psychological uh, and chemical effects in our bodies and in our brains that happen when, when a man and a woman engage in the sexual embrace. And those, those things happen because they're meant to bond or, or bring greater unity to the couple. So the nature or the two ends of sex are for, for babies, for procreation, and for, for union or for, you know, for the unity of the couple, for unity of the spouses. And so the Catholic Church teaches, but you know, in, in just looking at natural law, that we ought not intentionally thwart either end of the sexual embrace. And so con what contraception does, and the reason the, the Catholic Church is against contraception, is because it intentionally uh, thwarts the procreative end of the sexual act. Now let's take precisely this Catholic logic and apply it to an example. Let's say that a man comes home from work and invites his wife to the bedroom, and she says no, she's tired, she's not in the mood. She is preventing the opportunity for life to be created and therefore surely should be penalized in the same way that someone would be for using contraceptives. Or to those of you watching this video who are married, unless you happen to be multitasking, you're not procreating right now. Why not? You are preventing the opportunity for life to be created. By this logic, refusal to have sex should be considered immoral and even evil. 
okay, not having sex or the refusal to have sex is just not the same thing as using contraception. It's not even close to the same thing. With the examples that Alex gave, I mean, the nature of watching this video, I mean, I'm watching and commenting on it right now. The nature of watching this video has nothing to do with bringing forth life. So by watching this video and not having sex, of course, I'm not preventing the possibility for life. And same with the example he gave with, with the wife who, who's not in the mood to have sex. Not having sex, again, is not thwarting the nature of sex. So if I agreed with Alex's principle, then, then yes, his argument actually makes sense. Again, his principle is that preventing the opportunity for life is always immoral. But as I've showed, this isn't the principle under this isn't the logic undergirding the Catholic Church's teaching against contraception. The principle, the logic undergirding it is that sex has a nature. Sex is intended for something. And we look at what is sex for, we can easily see that sex is for the bonding of the couple, and it's also for procreation. And so when we engage in that act specifically, not when we're doing other things or not when we're not just not having sex, but when we enter into the sexual embrace, when a husband and his wife enter into the sexual embrace, then they can't intentionally negate either end of the sexual act, including the, the procreative act. And so again, not having sex, abstaining from sex, or refusing to have sex is not even close to the same thing as using contraception during the act of sex. By this logic, refusal to have sex should be considered immoral and even evil. Okay, by using precisely the same logic that the Catholic Church applies to their condemnation of contraceptives, rape can be justified. And if it isn't apparent enough to you already, this logic is fundamentally flawed. What seems to me here is that Alex's logic is fundamentally flawed, actually. As I've showed, the Catholic Church's position is actually extremely consistent. And I think based on Alex's point of view, the logic of Alex's point of view, I think is, is why we could justify rape. I don't think from the Catholic Church's perspective, you can justify rape at all. The Catholic Church teaches that rape is gravely immoral. And why is it gravely immoral? Well, because it destroys the dignity of the person and it destroys the nature of the sexual embrace. Again, the twofold natures, the twofold purposes of sex are for babies, but also for bonding. So when someone is raped, sure, there's maybe the possibility for life, but there's no possibility for the unity of those two people, right? So it destroys the na nature of sex, sex and, and therefore, it's, uh, it's gravely immoral. It destroys the dignity of the person as well, so it's gravely immoral. So the Catholic Church, in, in looking at natural law and looking at science and recognizing the twofold natures of sex, actually has a very consistent position. And in looking at those twofold natures, you can't justify rape. And that's why the Church is consistent in teaching that rape is immoral. Whereby in Alex's point of view, where we, I guess we can manipulate the nature of sex however we choose, and, and we can choose to enter into the sexual embrace just for the unity of two people and not for the, the possibility for life, I would say it's in that logic, it's in that worldview that rape could be justified. Because if we can thwart one end of the sexual act, the procreative, why is rape wrong? We could just thwart the other end of the sexual act, that unitive aspect. Why do we need the unitive aspect at all if we can just have the procreative aspect? So I think you can see that this logic, the undergirding Alex's worldview, Alex's position, is actually what is fundamentally flawed. Contraception is not evil. It's not something to be actively avoided. In fact, contraception saves lives. 
and it could be saving more. This is why most Christian denominations condone its employment, and I think it's about time that the Catholic Church followed suit. I would disagree and say, again, contraception is evil. It is a grave evil because it destroys the nature of sex and the dignity of the persons who are entering into to, to that sexual embrace. Also, I'm not exactly sure what he means about contraception saves lives, but I will say that contraception doesn't save lives. In fact, contraception is, is harmful to women and to men. It's harmful to marriages. Contraception is the opposite of health care. The reason why contraception is the opposite of health care, it's the opposite of medicine, is because medicine actually enables our bodies to work the way they're supposed to work, whereby contraception intentionally makes our bodies stop working properly. It makes our bodies no longer work the way they're able to work. So that's not healthy on the human person. It's not healthy on, on a woman or a man. And, and it's certainly not healthy on the context of relationships uh, or families. So contraception is immoral. The Catholic Church's teaching is very consistent. And the Catholic Church has, has been faithful to its teaching for 2,000 years. The Lord has been with the church that he created, never allowing the church to fall into error or just to go with the times or the secular society around them. The church has always been the true voice in, in speaking to the, the dignity of the human person, uh, and the dignity of the sexual embrace and both of its purposes. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for watching this video. If you like this video and you want to help me to continue to make more videos and episodes just like this, please consider becoming a, a patron, a supporter of, of this, of this uh, ministry for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash Sean Hussey to check that out. Again, you can begin supporting for just as, fi as little as $5 a month. If this has been a blessing for you, um, uh, please consider supporting uh, this podcast, this YouTube channel, so that it can be a blessing for more and more folks. Thank you so much to all of my patrons who are already supporting me. All right, everybody. Hope you guys have a great day. God bless.